Welcome to Roar with Sparks. How loud is your roar? I am your host, Kristen Sparks. I am the CEO and founder of Roar Inc. Voices Our Power, communications and connections company. I am a corporate and personal growth facilitator. I am an infinite possibilities and certified success principles trainer, currently working on my master certification for the success principles and my BVC coaching certification. I am a facilitator, author, speaker, and thought leader. I am a cancer, broken heart, body, and soul thriver. 2022 is a power year and all about living our best life. I may live with chronic pain, but I find joy in every day in the act of getting up and having a new day filled with infinite options, opportunities, and possibilities of success. Roar with Sparks, How Loud Is Your Roar is all about you. Come join the conversation as we gather weekly to share wisdom, insight, and value, learning from and giving to each other and our special guests, sending our vibration higher and charging each other up all while having fun. Can't wait to see you here. How loud is your roar? Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Roar with Sparks. How loud is your roar? I am Kristen Sparks, your host. And today I am with Lynn Burgess. Oh, Lynn is a yogi. She is my yogi. She has done this since 1996. She is amazing. I have never known anyone who was as gentle a soul as she is, who knows the body like nobody's business, no doctor I have ever been to. No PT I have ever been to has known the body as much as she does. And she is one of the reasons that I walk and dance today. Yelin, thank you so much for being here with me. Tell our audience a little bit about you. Well, first of all, I'm thrilled to be with you and delighted to talk about your amazing recovery because while I so appreciate the credit you're giving me. I have taught thousands of people, Kristen, and so few have the desire that you had and still have to be the best you can be physically. Well, you know, you're an inspiration every week for me to show up and to do the work. I love my yoga practice and I wish that I had the capacity to do it more. But it's like such an amazing journey to have gone through an accident where it breaks your body. And then to learn what you need to to become an advocate to change the diagnosis that you get. And to learn your body enough to know why it's not doing the things that it's supposed to be doing. And then how to kind of fix that. And then trying to find the people that can help you do that. And when I was introduced to you, it was like coming home. I can remember the very first time that you and I spoke on the phone. I was taking notes, asking you lots of questions about your accident. And... I can remember with each detail, I would stop and I would think, wow, that's really severe. And maybe five minutes into the conversation, I just stopped writing and I just pushed back away from my desk 
And I thought to myself, this is incredible. I have never met someone who has gone through such, honestly, Kristen, you could have never walked again. Uh, They told me I wouldn't. Yeah, such a devastating accident and reported what was going on for you physically, sort of like you might explain to me what you had for dinner last night. There was no victim, there was no blame, there was just factual information. Well, you know, Lynn, like I said, when it first happened, I really had to become an advocate for myself because nobody understood all the different pieces of what was happening to me. And it was such a weird thing, you know, just to take a fall in a parking lot, this should not have happened. Once eventually that I was able to find doctors that kind of got it, they were telling me that, you know, it was like falling off of a three-story building. And even though it was from standing position down to my knees, it was literally the impact was as if I had fallen off a three-story building. So that made a lot more sense, you know, but I couldn't tell people I fell out of a three-story building because I didn't. But, you know, I learned, I had to, went and found an avatar of a human pelvis and all the nerve endings and the bones and the joints and all of the things that hook together. You know, I went to a spine doctor and all he said was your spine's collapsing. Okay, so what can you do about it? Absolutely nothing. Okay. what does that mean? (laughs) And you know me, and we've known each other now for three years, Uh, worked very closely, and and, and I consider you a personal friend. And it's like, that was shocking to me. How can you say, well, this is happening, but I don't know how to fix it. And you're the doctor. You're the specialist. Right. And so many people, though, Kristen, would stop there and not go get a spine and not, I mean, go get the physical pelvis or not get an anatomy book. And in a lot of ways, what you're pointing to is so important because we put our faith and our health in so many times in the hands of our physicians who are well-meaning and well-educated. And sometimes they just don't have a solution. You know, and it's not their fault necessarily because there's so many changes that are happening in the medical field so quickly now with our technologies and abilities. One practice doesn't know what another practice does. And I'm kind of going through the same thing with my wife right now with her issues between, you know, the gastric bypass and the diverticulitis. One doctor doesn't necessarily talk to another doctor, nor do they understand the other modality. So the same thing was going on with my accident with my body and not understanding, even though they kind of knew anatomy, they didn't know what to do about it. Right. There isn't an integrated approach to the full body healing. Honestly, there needs to be. That is one thing that I've got some friends out of Maine and Canada that we're going to be doing an intimate retreat in October. And it's all on women's health and integrating the health of women between pelvic health, mental health, menopausal health, the whole thing, because you don't find that ability with most doctors. And I have to say, you are such a bright star in that integration of health because you really understand 
how the body works from your work with yoga. Yeah, and I think that uh, part of my process is a collaboration, in this case, with you and with your wife, because you both came originally together and still come together, but really trying to understand what are the capabilities from this multifaceted approach. This gal, you, wants to walk and she wants to walk free of a walker and she's determined and she has the emotional support. So that makes my job or any job so much easier because we're working with someone who by her own decision has come to a place and into a modality where every part of us has to show up for this to be successful. You know, and I had no idea that yoga was this way at all. I mean, I had done yoga years ago in a temple in Miami, and it was completely different than the yoga that you, I guess, teach or present. And it's not that the practice is all that different or the positions are different. It's the way you do it that's different. It's you that's different. And, you know, I could go to another, there's a multitude of different yoga studios around, but your approach is so collaborative and it is so all encompassing, you know, it's like, okay, so how does your body feel today? What do you think your body's capable of today? If we try this position this way, whether it's laying down and doing tree pose to start with, or using the wall as a progression to get to the point where I can stand in the middle of the room on my mat and do tree pose. So each and every step is very intentional with you versus going in and somebody says, do down dog. Okay. Well, I think I'm doing it, you know, and you're like, uh, no, your butt needs to be way back here, not up on top of your head. You know, but I think I'm doing it because it looks like everybody else is in my mind. And you know, by looking at my body where it needs to shift, you know, my hips weren't going the same direction and you would gently move the pelvis. And it took a while for it to become comfortable because my body had done things to protect itself as I was healing that we've had to undo, but you could see it. Right. And you could gently move it and it wasn't obtrusive, which so many instructors can be very obtrusive in doing that. And you're not, you're amazing. Well, if we look at the word yoga and we say, okay, it means to yoke together, to unite the mind, the body, the spirit, the breath, the component that I feel is so important is then the relationship between the teacher and the student. Because every student wants to learn, every student wants to understand, and I think it's incumbent upon the teacher to then solicit from the student or to help the student find her way to understanding. That it's not about me telling you this is how down dog works, it's about amusing, a curiosity. I wonder if you pushed the hips back, if you would feel more weight in the legs. And then you try it and you say, I do. <laughs> and in that moment, in that moment, you've actually learned. I've posed a question, yes. uh, but you've actually 
taught yourself what you can do for your body. Yeah, you bring me to that time when you said, let's just be curious about what it can do. And it just made me sit back and go, not only can I be curious about what my body can do, but now I can start to be curious about my mind. Because I had spent so many years trying to get well and trying to get right with the body and the physicality. And now I could go back to using my mind. Now I can be curious again about the world around me. And that was just another gift that you gave me. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but oh, I'm so excited though, because you began to then yoke with, unite with your environment. And to begin beautifully to chip away at a collapsed spine, it's simply wording. And okay, that is what it is. That is the reality. But how I choose to work with that reality is completely up to me. Yes, everything's a choice. Just because an event has happened does not mean that I have to respond with, okay, well, I'm not doing anything about it. I have a choice. You just used the word, Kristen, that to me defines yoga. It is the ability to respond rather than to react. And you came with this position of this is what it is. There was no resistance to your physical condition. There was this incredible acceptance This is what I have to work with. This is where I am. And we can go so far when we're not in resistance to life, to our current bodily circumstances. Yes, we can. If we choose to move forward, if we choose to change And you and I have talked about this, that, you know, my, and I've said this many a time on this podcast, that my core motivation is changing that conversation from blame and shame and guilt. And if we can choose to do that, we can choose to do anything with our life. Absolutely. And what you just described is what you talk about and what you teach is what I saw demonstrated in your approach and your willingness to try things in the yoga practice. Well, in dance, it takes two. (laughs) It does take two. Oh, no doubt. (laughs) No doubt. And what's always been so fun to me is being able to just pull a little bit more. Can we try this? Like, I'm sure you remember the day when we were standing against the wall and I said, do you now walk back? Now, and and Kristen was maybe four feet from the yoga mat. And I said, now walk back to the mat, knowing that your walker was not really within reach. And your wife went to help and I stopped her. And I said, she doesn't need your help. She doesn't need my help. She can walk. And so that's when I, I really believe this. And I use this word Honestly, that's when miracles happen. I mean, you have three children and grandchildren. The day a baby takes its first step is miraculous. It is. 
Yeah. And from that moment forward of walking to that yoga mat, it was like, oh my God, I can't believe I can do this. I just did this. Let me do it again. It was very much like a child. I want to do it again. I want to do it again. Let me jump off this swing again. Right. It is. It's exciting. It's like, I can do that. Ah, yeah. It is a reclaiming. It's like what you're talking about with our voices. It's a reclaiming of this body that was told it was broken, was told that it was shattered. For so many of us, whether the story that's been told is you're too fat or you're too thin or you're too dark or your hair isn't the right color, the story gets erased and replaced with, wow, my body is pretty amazing. Absolutely. That, I couldn't have said that better. That's amazing. It, it's absolutely a reclaiming of who we are and what we're capable of. You know, and we've been through fixing the body physically and then fixing the spirit through learning that I had cancer and getting through that, not only mine, but my wife's, your support of her during that time was so phenomenal and so appreciated. I don't know if I've ever told you how much I appreciate it was an honor. And you know, it's funny because we've been talking recently about another yoga student that I teach who also has been diagnosed with cancer. And I was sharing with you that I've been shocked having seen your approach and your success with your treatment in contrast to the language that she uses. She's been stricken with cancer. She doesn't know if this is worth it. And that language, that voice is the voice that will not facilitate what we saw in you, in my personal opinion. It's very difficult to come from a place of, I can't, I doubt, I'm not worth it, life's not worth it, to get to where we reclaim what we have. For me, when I got the call, it was, you know, utter devastation immediately. And then I allowed myself to feel it, let it wash over me. And then I went, okay, what do we do next? How do we get rid of this? Because I've cheated death a multitude of times. And I knew that this was just another one of those challenges that I needed to go through so that I could be a guide and a voice and a support for other women, other people that have to go through it too. And I think you hit the nail on the head. Once again, you accepted life on life's terms. No blame, no shame. This is what it is. And it really, in that moment, I believe a shift began. You have to let go. You know, you have to just let it go and, and it is going to be what it is, but that doesn't mean that you don't fight. You know, I had fought so hard to get to where I was. It was like, no way in hell was cancer going to come in and take that away from me. And when I got it, I really, really believe that the universe was saying, you're not using your voice the way we need you to. So here's what it is here's what you have to do. And 
here's what you're going to do when you're done. And so here's where I am <laughs> using my voice and getting to where I can show, inspire, and give the gift of life to other people. For sure. And one of the most impactful things you've demonstrated is how long has it been since you got that call? Oh, goodness. It was September of 2020. Right. And so we're 18 months later. Look at what has come out of it. I mean, that's incredible. But even during the time, Kristen, when we started working together after all your chemo and you had come back to yoga, it was this dialogue. How do you feel today? Do you think that you can do that? And one of the things that I always admired was when you would say, I think we're done. I think this is as much as my body can do today. And that is such an important point in yoga because maybe because yoga has gotten clumped into this category as fitness, people think that it's, I'm supposed to look like that yoga pose. I'm supposed to look like that teacher. It doesn't matter how it feels to me physically or emotionally. And I keep going back to the essence of this practice, which is a dialogue with ourselves. Yeah, that's a good point. It really is because if you don't, and that's where you have truly been such a incredible teacher, but if you don't learn to listen to your body and what it's telling you in all aspects, then you can never get to a point where it is whole in and of yourself. Right. And you can't trust yourself. Right. Because if I'm the body and I'm listening, I say to you, you know what? That hurts my back. And you say, I don't care. I want to do that. I can't trust you. And I really, what I love about your work is we're done betraying ourselves, I think. And every time we push too far in yoga, every time we don't question a teacher or we don't say, I'm willing to try that. Will you explain to me why? Or could you give me an alternative to how I can do that? Or what's another option? Then we constantly betray ourselves. Absolutely. And that is in, in any aspect of our life, whether it's our yoga instructor, our physical trainer, our doctors, even our partners. You know, we need to learn to be able to trust ourselves, our instincts, our body, and what it's telling us and what it is that we need to do, even when we don't want to make that decision. Or even when I'm, I'm thinking of food, you know, even when we're full and we continue to eat, or even when how many times have you bought a pair of shoes that didn't feel just right, but you could break them in. I mean, it's crazy how many things we then give away or try to sell. And the whole time, if the shoes could talk, they'd be like, I told you this wasn't going to work. I told you. I keep going back to if we could peel away what yoga has morphed into, and we could just dial it back a little bit and say, really, what is its essence? It's a system of self-care. It's a conversation with my body, with your body. It's then a conversation, an intimate conversation that I have with my students, that you have with me, with your body. 
And the fun thing is when we're practicing in community, because your listeners should know that you went from barely being able to walk with a walker and with a cane to now being in yoga classes where my mind never looks and thinks, oh, is Kristen okay? I know Kristen's okay. I can focus on the newer person who hasn't quite learned these lessons yet and begin to ask her the questions. Well, thank you. Yes. You're welcome. (laughs) It's been a heck of a prison. I think you just nailed it. We've lived in prisons. Yeah, that's true. We've lived in these prisons of our human bodies and we've been the jailer. That's a tough one. Yep. It is. Uh, thank you so much for being with me. I have so enjoyed oh my goodness. all of our times together. And this has been great fun. Me too. Lynn is here in Sarasota. She owns Yoga from the Heart. And it is yogafromtheheart.com if you want to join one of her classes. She is an amazing, amazing teacher. If you have the opportunity please come to one of her classes. I would be honored if my listeners would come to one of your classes. That would be- She's a great teacher. Please visit yogafromtheheart.com anytime. And Lynn, again, thank you so much for being here. I am Kristen Sparks, your host, and this was Roar. How loud is your roar? Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Roar with Sparks. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, rate, review, subscribe on your favorite podcast player. We can be reached at www.wrarinc.com. Thank you again, and we can't wait to see you here next week. How loud is your roar?